go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on sports from the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The huge show is tape delayed and airs Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in Lansing. How you doing, Timmy? I'm good, Bill. I'm good. A long time no see. We got some good weather now. It's a great time of year. I love this time of year. And uh, so things, when the weather's good, I'm good. How about that? And that's good, Timmy. The weather's good means it's time to hit the golf ball as well. I want to get to this Izzo story where his name's popping up on the Phoenix Suns list of possible replacements for Monty Williams. Uh, the obvious connection with Ishbia there. I don't think Izzo is leaving. A lot of people are asking me on the street, friends, hey, do you think he would take the job? Uh, what do you think about the Izzo-Phoenix Suns connection in the NBA? The day that Matt Ishbia took over as the owner of the Phoenix Suns, I saw as he came up to our booth at a Michigan State hockey game, so I immediately started, and I hadn't seen him, so I'm getting caught up. And I said to him, uh, there's no question in my mind that this, and I have a little tongue-in-cheek when I talk to him, I said, you'll be the president, general manager, if you want to be the coach, too, for whatever length of time you want, that's your option, that's jobs for all your family, that's living in a warm climate. You have nobody that you answer to. Money's no object, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, he laughed as I kept going on and on and on. Uh, so one of our staff saw him earlier this week because he was attending uh, the uh, NCAA men's uh, regional golf tournament that was played here at Eagle Eye in town this week. It ended yesterday, and Israel went to at least two of those days. And it came up again from one of our other guys who Tom likes. And all Tom said was that he thinks that for whatever reason, Ishbia is enamored. You know, it's not just the coaching job they have there, their management. I knew Ishbia was sooner or later, unless they won the NBA title, that he'd let this thing play out. And even if that coach, Monty Williams, would be in demand elsewhere, which he is, he'll, he'll, he'll change all of that. and He'll get his own people one way or the other. I don't think the question is whether Izzo's interested. I think the question is, does, does Ishbia want to build his uh, franchise around Tom because they are very close friends. Money would be no object. And his aside, he, I, it wouldn't, in my opinion, if there was ever something between those two, it would not be as simplistic as being an NBA coach. I mean, these guys are five openings now. They fire these guys right and left. What, what, what I would envision is that he says to Tom, you tell me how you want to do this. How long do you want to deal the money's no object, blah, 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 the whole deal. I mean, if you want to, if you don't want to coach, you can be president, general manager. If you do want to coach, you can do all three and then give it up. At your, I, I mean, I think, uh, Bill, the whole issue is not what Tom wants to do. Whether or not Ishbia has thought of that or approached him or is conventionally going to go the NBA way with someone else, you know, I'm not exactly sure. He made a deal for Kevin Durant. You know, the one thing that might appeal to Tom where it was not in Atlanta, Cleveland, when those guys were talking to him, they were bad teams. This team's a pretty good team. If I had to guess, I would say Izzo will be still here at Michigan State. He was saying, he was telling one of our staffers the other day that he wants to get Michigan State fixed. And what I think he means by that, there are a lot of issues going on, unknowns to the public, in the athletic department. And I think Tom is aware of many that he has not passed on to anybody else. 
I've heard of it from many, many people elsewhere. There are a number of issues unknown to the public that are serious within the athletic department. And I think Tom quietly is would like to figure a way to get a lot of the issues they have straightened out. I don't think he can do it, frankly, as the basketball coach. And remember, there's a big wild card out here because Michigan State's in the midst of looking for a new president. He reluctantly, Tom, is one of 29 on the search committee. He had first turned it down. I, then they called him back, and I, he agreed to do it. But I, my sense is he's only doing that to get people off his case. I don't look at him being central to that. And the only thing I can see him wanting to do is to make certain that whoever the next president is has an understanding of college athletics at Michigan State the way Luana Simon did because they were very, very close and they had a lot of success when she was the president athletically. Well, since then, between, you know, John Angler and and uh, Samuel Stanley and, you know, and the current, uh, you know, the partial, you know, the interim president, I, I don't think those three have got a warm spot necessarily with the coaches because they think that these presidents have any idea whether or not the next president of Michigan State is going to be warm and fuzzy to anybody in the athletic department bill remains to be seen. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Weekday mornings, 10 a.m. Huge show, tape delayed. Weeknights at 6 on a.m. 7.30. Uh, Before I let you go, and you are as connected, and you talked about your people and everything and the vibe in East Lansing, uh, what's the status of Mel Tucker in terms of support within the Michigan State circle, outside of it, fans in the Lansing area? Where is it at right now from where it was a year ago? Well, if you go by the numbers, Bill, by what's reported, the verbal commitments for 2024 and football recruiting of high school athletes, Michigan, who can sign these guys in December, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 18, and they may get two more today or tomorrow. And they're listed in some of these recruiting services, number one. Michigan State's got three. And they've lost They yesterday. They got one from Colorado who had been with Tucker his one year at Colorado. And then they lost two. One of them was a guy that was coming from TCU. And a week later, he changes that from the portal. He's going to Arkansas. And then Coleman on a money. that was completely a money basis. Uh, your guy Comp will tell you he thinks the money for Coleman at Florida State's in the neighborhood of 300000 And Michigan State was in the neighborhood of a third of that. That's his that's his observation. He can speak more to that if you get him. I think if I, I think Tucker needs to get a, a real look in the mirror. He's got to figure out where his image is with the Michigan State following. Like it or not, the football coach at a major school, Big Ten, Michigan, Michigan State, you you, you got to have an image with the public. You know, in, over these 28 years that Izzo's been head basketball coach, Bill, whenever there was an issue over here, negative, positive, whatever, as you know, he would, you know, he'll he'll call you back, he'll yes. do the interviews, he'll clear it up. He doesn't need to have the, he gets the job, he gets the deal. He wants to make sure everybody understands in his view what the issues are that he's dealing with. Tucker is none of that. He doesn't respond to anything. You rarely see him. I think he has some internal issues of his own that he's dealing with. I think the fact that he lost some of these players to the transfer portal is because I do believe there is division to some degree in a variety of different degrees within the football building. And when you don't have a lot of people outside who who relate to you because they never see you, they never hear you, other than on Mondays before the game and on Saturdays after the game, you better be winning a lot of games. And I think, Fran, this is my own opinion, 
every single time something that's a, a uh, an issue comes up regarding Michigan State football, all I ever hear about is the term 95 million. That's the only thing I ever hear, 95 million, 95 million, 95 million, because that obviously was a, an eye-opening contract given the status of his career at the time and where it was and where it's been for him since then. When I look at their team belt, they had better get past the first two games between CMU and Richmond because the next 10 they have, in my mind, they have no lock wins. And I frankly believe it's possible they could have an equal or weaker mm. season this fall than what they had a year ago. And if that's the case, that just makes things more difficult for him. I think he needs a tremendous upsurge in public relations acumen with the entire Michigan State family. Because as you know, if you leave people like you, me, the media, the donors, the students, the followers, whatever, to their own devices to try to figure out what the state of Michigan State football is, most people right now would think negatively, not positively. And maybe it's because of the wins and Losses. But short of that, I think that he has got to figure out a way to relate more to the fan base, the following, and even if it's negative, figure out a way to have people understand exactly what's going on. And believe me, their fan base doesn't understand what's going on within football. And clearly, there are other significant issues, in my opinion, in that athletic department that are totally non-transparent, that do not get addressed with the public. And unless or until they do, I think this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. How's that? Amen, Tim. It's everything I hear uh, from very reliable sources. Tim Stout. Stout on sports in the game, 7.30 a.m. Lansing. Timmy, I have to run. Good hearing your voice. Hit that ball straight, okay? You too, Bill. Good to talk to you. Talk to you anytime. Yeah, back at you.